We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. What the future looked like, not knowing who was, who was tasked with, uh, you know, getting the future where it needed to be. All right, we'll, we'll catch back. This is uh, New Texans head coach, uh, introductory press conference, D'Amico Ryan. And then we'll open it up to questions. Um, if you guys have a question, somebody from my staff will be in the aisle with a microphone, so just flag them down. I will say we cannot get to everybody, so this is the first of many spring availabilities with these guys. So if we don't get to you today, media, we will get to you at some point soon. Um, and then we'll take a couple pictures at the end. So uh, I'll open it up for Mr. McNair. Thank you, guys. Uh, well, thank you for being here tonight. It's my honor to introduce you to the Texans' new head coach, D'Amico Ryans. <laughs> Finished our search. Uh, Nick did a great job. Thank you, Nick. We worked together. Um, this young man exhibited everything we wanted as far as leadership, football knowledge, led uh, one of the top defenses for the last two years, and he fits exactly what we're looking for to lead our team into the future. And I won't, I'm not the first to say, but let me say it now. Welcome you and your family to H-Town. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Appreciate everybody being here. Uh, first of all, I'd like to thank Cal and Anna for their support throughout this process. And, and the reality is football is a people business. That's the reality of it, right? We're going to win with people. And what better person to lead this organization, to lead this team, to lead these players than D'Amico Ryan. So I think everything that D'Amico exudes as a player, we exhibit as a player, he's done as a coach, his leadership, his selflessness, his toughness, his team-first mindset, his charisma. And I would say we didn't really know each other, but the more and more time we spent together, it was almost a no-brainer is that who was the right fit for this team, this organization, this city. He's one of our own. He believes in our program. He's been in this building. He's been in our players' shoes. He's been in this city. And for him to come home, for him to give us the opportunity to be a partner with him, certainly grateful and appreciative and can't wait to get started and can't wait to work, uh, get to work together. So thanks, D'Amico. I would like to start by first thanking my family. Uh, couldn't be here without the sacrifices that you know they endured for me to – have the opportunity to coach and I know everything that they've been through and I'm just so thankful for my family first and foremost for being here with me. Uh, I would like to thank the the 49ers organization for giving me the opportunity right, to grow as a coach as a man it was just outstanding six years there 
Kyle, uh, the York family, John Lynch, and all the coaches, all the players that I had the opportunity to work with there. It was a special group, and I'll be forever grateful to those men who allowed me to coach them and lead them over the past six years. And now here with the Texans, I can't thank you enough. Kyle, all right, Nick, can't thank you guys enough for believing in me, right, to give me this opportunity to lead the Texans, the team that drafted me here in 2006. I mean, this is just – it's a surreal moment for me, and I'm thankful, thankful to God that he's just paved – the way for me through everything that I've been through in life and for my paths to end back up here in my home in H-Town where it all started. I mean, it's a, it's, it's a truly, it's, it's a blessing that um, it's still, you know, still for me, I'm still trying to believe it, <laughs> right? But it's, it's outstanding, man, to all my former players, all right, my former teammates that are here. And it's great to see all you guys here, right? The work we all put in together here, it means so much to me just to see you guys here, see your faces. Man, for the support you guys have given me, it's been it's been outstanding. I love you guys. Love you guys so much. Thank you for your support. Uh, to the players that are here, the current players, man, I can't wait to get started. I can't wait to get started with you guys, man. I'm fired up, right? This, this is a young team, right? We, we're on the cusp, right? We got to add some pieces to what we're doing here, but I'm so excited to get started and get to work with you young guys, right, and to build a winning program here with the Texans. And yeah, I'm fired up. The excitement is real, and I can't wait to get to work, to get to coaching. All right, that's, we want to bring a winning, all right, a winning team. That's what we want to bring to Houston. We want to bring you guys a team that you're going to be proud of as fans, right? We want to fill up NRG Stadium, and we want you guys to make this truly a home field advantage for us again, right? All the excitement that we have right now, I'm excited, I'm fired up, and our fans, we want to continue that excitement in supporting the team that we have here. Everything with me and Nick, we're here to build this thing together, build it the right way with the right people, right? Build it the right way with the right people. And what we're looking for, what I'm looking for, and the type of players that we're looking for is players right, who are looking to swarm, right? We want players who have a, a special work ethic and a relentless mindset in everything that they do, right? That's how – that's what you're going to see from Texans football, right? You're going to see fast. You're going to see physical. You're going to see toughness. But most of we want smart players who truly are dedicated to being the best that they want to be and guys who are coachable and guys who want to go win. And that's what we want to do. We want to do it in a first-class manner. We're going to do it the right way. And I'm excited and fired up to get started with you guys. We have to take questions after that? We can't just, like, walk out? <laughs> We're all set, I think. Domingo, uh, you could have gone to other teams. Why the Texans? And did you give serious consideration to the other teams, especially Denver since you interviewed there? And uh, uh, how close did you come to going to the Broncos? Thanks for the question, John. I'm, I'm, I'm thankful for the, the Denver Broncos, and we had great interviews there, great people there. But when it came down to it, there is – no place I wanted to be any more than H-Town. 
So it was an easy, it was an easy pick for me. It was a no-brainer to be here. All right, be home. It was a no-brainer. So it wasn't a, a difficult decision at all. It was very easy. Hey, D'Amico, I wondered when did you first um, start thinking about wanting to be an NFL head coach? And did you, at, at that point, did you think it would happen this soon? And what does it mean to you to be one of only a handful of black head coaches in the entire NFL? Yes, I, uh, when I first got into, when I first thought about coaching, it was while I was playing. Right? While I played, I was always interested into the development and the delivery of people around me. When I seen young Brian Cushing, Right, coming in as a rookie and being able to work with him and to help him alongside me. I wanted to make sure that Brian was the best that he could be because I knew if I poured into him everything that I knew and I helped him, if he was playing his best, I was playing my best, and we all played our best, then I knew we would deliver wins. And that's all. That's how I've been. And I went to Philadelphia, worked with a young guy, Jordan Hicks. It was about me pouring into him all of the knowledge I knew about football, about being a team leader and making sure he was his best when we played together. And it, it meant so much to me to see Jordan do the same thing throughout his career, Cushion do the same thing throughout his career, reach back and help others. So the reason I got into coaching was to help players. That's the only reason I got into coaching. I, and I was able to get that opportunity out in San Francisco after playing uh, – set out for a year and I was able to go out there and it was truly about just helping others. And that's what I want to do here with our guys is just developing our young men, right? Developing the players to be the best players they can be on the field. But also I want to develop men to be the best men off the field, develop great husbands, great fathers, right? Great community men. That's what coaching is to me. It's about the development and delivery of men and to tie it all in, we want to develop a great team here so we can deliver wins to the city of Houston. We want to deliver a championship here to the city of Houston, and that's what, it, that's what it'll be about. And the second part, all right, the second part of your question, all right, it, it is an honor, right? It is an honor to be a head coach in the National Football League. Right? And it, it's, it's, uh, it's humbling, it's truly a blessing to just be one of 32, right? It's not a ton of these jobs. So to be trusted to lead this organization is something I I take seriously. And I know the men who came before me and the sacrifices they made, right, for me to be in this position leading the organization, right? I give credit to all the coaches who came before me to allow me to be here. And I'm thankful to those guys. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, 
the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. D'Amico, welcome back. What does it mean to you that J.J. Watt said the Texans got it right this time? It means everything. Right. Everyone knows what J.J. Watt has meant to the city of Houston, and not just the football, J.J. Watt. It's the, the charitable work that J.J. has done. Right? J.J. Watt represents the Texans. He is a Texan. Right? And for J.J. Watt to have that support of me, it means everything to me. I was, I was blessed to be able to see J.J. Watt play in his, his last game. Right, versus uh, it was the Niners versus Cardinals, his last game, and to see him and the way he went out, right? He dominated. He had like two sacks and beat up on our guys a little bit. But it was uh, it was a it was a awesome moment when JJ walked off the field for the last time. For me to be standing on the sideline across from JJ from when I was with him in his first career NFL game. And to see him in his last NFL game walk off and see the applause, see the respect, see just everybody in a he was in a away stadium, but everybody on their feet applauding JJ Watt because of the man that he is. Right. And that means and that's the type of team we want. We want to build this team with guys who have the character of JJ Watt, who have that that athletic ability, right? That dominance as a player is JJ Watt, right? That's the type of men that we want in our organization. You're listening to the introductory press conference of head coach D'Amico Ryans. From the Houston Chronicle, um, in every NFL juncture for you, there was a first-time head coach. I mean, from the time you got here playing the Texans, uh, Chip Kelly, and then with Shanahan, too, from those experiences and even playing uh, for a team that was still building something, what do you draw from those experiences as you become a head coach now? As I become a head coach and I've been around a lot of different coaches, I, I always take what I learn from each place I've been. I, when I first started here with Coach Gary Kubiak, right, he taught, taught us how what a first-class organization looked like. Right, he taught us, Gary Kubiak taught us, you treat players as men first. Right, I learned that from Gary. Moving on to Philadelphia, being around Andy Reid, I learned from Andy Reid how to be a great teacher. Right, Andy was an awesome teacher, but he's also a protector of his players. So you'll never see me throwing a player under the bus. It'll always be about protecting our players first. And with Coach Chip Kelly, what I learned from him, he was a master motivator, but he was also very an innovator. And Chip Kelly, he didn't waste. He was always on the cutting edge, right? Always looking for ways to get better with sports science, technology. And I I take things that I learned from all these men and. That's how I feel like you build an organization, right? You build a first-class organization, right? You protect your players, be a great teacher, motivate them, and do everything to be adaptable, to change, and make sure we have the best things for our players when it comes to sports science and technology. Jonathan Alexander, Houston Chronicle. 
Uh, question for Cal and Nick first. Um, what in particular about D'Amico's interview impressed you guys most? And then D'Amico, my question for you would be, what are you looking for in an offensive staff? Yeah, I'll take the first part of that question. So when we interviewed D'Amico, it was interesting. So it was a Friday after they just finished practice. He literally walked off the practice field probably 30 minutes before he sat with us, right? And they were getting ready to play the Cowboys in the, in the divisional round. You would have never known that. His passion, I mean, you know, what was in, like, what do we like? Like everything. Like it was one of the more impressive interviews, interactions that I've been around. And the thing about it is genuine. Like D'Amico is who he is. He's sincere. He's real. And by the end of the call, we kind of had some parting words. Do you have anything else you want to leave with us? And he said, like, basically, I want to come home. This is my dream job. Let's make it happen. All right? So – I think it behooves us to kind of take that information and say, all right, let's figure out a way. Now, understanding the, the, the rules and parameters in place, like they were playing, whatever, it was Sunday, we couldn't talk to them basically until – now, they won the game. I mean, fortunately, they won. I mean, they, they beat the Cowboys. Everybody in Houston was happy about that. So we couldn't talk to them basically for another week because they were preparing for the NFC Championship game. So – I think part of the process was being patient and just understanding that this is a real dude right here and it's an impressive discussion interaction and we just had to be patient. We still had to go through our process, be diligent, but all the things that we felt were important for this job that a head coach needs to possess. Before we went into this, we kind of had eight to 10 different characteristics or traits or criteria that are important. And there's so many things that go into being a great head coach. And part of it is going to be learned along the way, but when you talk about leadership, you talk about strategy, you talk about tactician, you talk the ability to connect and lead people. You start to th put all those things together, and we got off the call. I mean, we all kind of looked at each other like, holy cow, like, let's go play football tomorrow. But that's, it wasn't a facade. It was just that's who D'Amico is as a person and a man. And I think that resonated with us. And we kind of had to wait, had to be patient, and kind of wait our turn. But in the end, like, all signs led back to D'Amico – which is why we're sitting in this room with everybody here today. Yeah, I think uh, you can see how impressive he is. This, this is how he showed up in the interview. It was on Zoom, but we've gotten used to Zoom over these last few years. So, And uh, I do have a little bit of familiarity with uh, D'Amico since he was drafted in 06. But as a leader, it showed up in Alabama. Um, he was a leader of their defense, the captain of, of the team, and they called him Coach. So this has been in him a long time. When we drafted him in 06, he took over the defense, stepped into the middle, called the plays. He was captain, and they called him Cap. So he's been a leader uh, for a long, long time, and you see it here tonight, and we saw it on our calls, and it was very evident. So we're, we're so uh, – I can't tell you how excited I am that he's here, and he's going he's gonna to lead this team where we're going to be really happy for everybody. And for your question on offensive staffing, right, we're still going through that process. We want to find the best staff right, that complements each other and the best staff to support our players. So we're still going through that process. How I envision the offense looking, right? we want to play with precision. We want to play with effort. We want to play with physicality. So with that being, we want to own the line of scrimmage. We want to establish the run game first, but we want to be balanced. Right? We want to be able to operate with play action pass, right? We also want to be efficient. We want to have explosive playmakers who we can get the ball to. If it's not down the field, we want to be able to throw 
as you say, throw a check down, right, and put it in the hands of an explosive playmaker and see him create. So they're everything about our offense, we want to make sure that we're adaptable to the players that we have, making sure we're playing to the strengths of our players, getting the ball in our playmaker's hand and letting them make plays. It's a pretty long checklist there. We've got a lot of work to do. <laughs> uh, DJ with ESPN, um, so what about this job makes it a dream job for you and what does it mean to see some of your former players come here and be here for your introductory press conference? Yeah, the first thing that makes it a dream job is there's not many times, right, as players, we kind of get, as former players, we kind of get put in a box of what we can and what we can't do. So it makes it a dream job to be a former player and to sit in these meeting room chairs and also to just show that, man, we're more than just players, right? We can be anybody we want to be, right? We can accomplish any goals that we set out to be. I'm looking at a lot of my former players here are, are successful businessmen, right, in the, in the community, right, doing great things in the community, still being leaders in their own way. And the same thing for me, I think it's my dream job because, right, for me to be the head coach of a team that drafted me, I never could have imagined that ever. Right, and my coaching career hasn't been long. I've been coaching for six years, and for it to turn around this quickly and to be in this position, it's a dream job because I'm here at home in H Town. That's a dream job, right? I get to work with Nick, with Kyle, to build this team the right way. Right, we have a a young a young team. Right, we have a lot of draft capital. We're we're excited to add even more talent to the team that we have, and I it's a dream job because we can win here. And we're going to win here by collaborating, working together, building it the right way with the right people. Hey, D'Amico, Aaron Wilson, KPRC. Your family's here. And for those that don't know much about <clears throat> your family, how much did your mother's example and the things she did, and maybe you could tell us a little bit about what she showed you growing up that kind of made you who you are. And then I have one question for Cal as well. Just Cal from looking at everything and the, and the kind of the excitement how much different is this feeling today than some of the other times in the past? Thank you. And my mother, uh, thank you for being here today, Mom. But my mother, she taught me, right, first and foremost, she taught me to have a relationship with God. And that's the most important thing that she could have given me and instilled in me that I still carry with me to the day. And then my mother taught me what hard work, what sacrifice looks like. Right? My mother is, we're going to get it done. No matter how hard it seems, no matter how far-fetched it may seem, like we're going to get it done. So that those principles that I saw her, whether it's working three jobs, whether it's allowing, it's walking to work so I can have a car to drive to school, like that, those, that sacrifices my mother made has just taught me, man, if you want it, you got to go work. You got to work hard. You got you to work hard. And it may be it's some sacrifices you have to make in life as well to make sure that the others around you are better. And that's what my mother taught me, and that's what goes into coaching, right? There's some sacrifices from coaching. I can not be coaching, but there's some sacrifices that I want to make because I want to instill all that I have into the young men that I'm able to lead. I don't want to give them everything I have to see them develop and grow and be the best men that they can be. So those are the things that my mother taught me, and I'm forever grateful for her. Um, Aaron, that answer. <laughs> yeah, that's. 
Nick, maybe you want to follow that up. That's a little tough one to follow. But, but uh, no, Aaron, um, yeah, I, I do think we're in a different spot this year, and um, um, it's exciting. We have some draft capital. We have some salary cap space. We have a young team. We have a, a fine young coach here that believes in developing uh, young guys, even a third-round linebacker he developed into is he an all pro all pro he's an all, all pro, pro Fred. he's an all pro <laughs> and you did that and you enjoy doing that and you embrace it and that's one of the things we talked about nick is he really embraced developing young talent and finding the the, the understanding who the player is and bringing out the best in them and that's what he did in um in san fran and that's what we're looking forward to him doing here yeah, I know we talked about Fred, but when you look at their defense, I mean, 9-11 players where they're draft or undrafted that are starters. And there were some players, you look at Hufanga, you know, he had some strengths. And D'Amico and I actually talked about this when we were kind of going through some analysis of players. Had some things he needed well. There were some other things, quite frankly, that he maybe was a little questionable. But D'Amico was able to find ways to utilize his strengths and what he did well. And now he was an all-pro or a Pro Bowl player. So... Those are the things when you look at coaching, look at the things that are important to us in terms of developing players. Coaching is teaching, it's leading, it's connecting and developing. So when you look at that criteria, then D'Amico believes in those principles. So when we kind of look at our team, look, those are the things that are going to be important. All players can benefit from that. Young, middle veteran, veteran players. So that's what football is about. And what you have to figure out a way is how do we accentuate the strengths, get the most out of our players, and there's a multitude of examples that, you know, D'Amico has had experience with in San Francisco, and you see it tangibly on the field. So I'd say that's something, Aaron, that we're certainly excited about as we kind of think about, you know, what our team is going to look like, you know, next year. You are listening to the introductory press conference for new Texans head coach D'Amico Ryans. I'm to follow up a little bit on what Aaron asked you, and please forgive me if I, if I don't get the name right, but it's Bessemer, Bessemer, Alabama? Bessemer. Bessemer, Alabama. Yeah. <laughs> There, you know, a lot of praise, you know, has been heaped upon you as far as what you've done as a player and as a coach. But what do you say to the people back home, you know, being the example of where you've come from and where you are today? And, you know, did you start your coaching career when you turned the team around from one and eight your junior year to ten and three your senior year? Oh, great question. What I say to uh, all the people uh, back in Bessemer is, Whatever you dream, if you believe it, you you definitely can achieve that, right? All dreams can come true, and that's what you see here today. This is a dream of mine, and it's coming true. And whatever anybody, any of us, whatever we dream, we believe, it, we can make it happen by putting in the work, by hard work, by sacrifice, you can make it happen. And from the other coaches, from coaching, right, it's, you know, it's always been – important to me it really for coaching it kind of I got inspired from coaching back in college my college coach Joe coach uh, Joe Kynes he really inspired me one day he put me on the spot in front of the room and he asked me to make some calls and thought I knew what everybody else around me was supposed to do and I didn't know and at that moment I was like wow I need to make sure I know what everybody around me what their job is and how I fit into this puzzle so if he's trusting me to call on me, he believes that there's something in me and maybe I could be in the coach's shoes. And from that inspiration from Joe Kynes, it led me to truly knowing what every position around me, knowing what they had to do, all their assignments and techniques. So if a guy needed help, I could help him out. And that's where that inspiration from coaching started. 
Brian Smith Houston Chronicle. Domingo, with San Francisco, you were just part of a, a team and, and a defense that, that showed how far you can go, even if you're having, you know, quarterbacks who are kind of coming and going. And uh, I know that you, you know how important the quarterback position is. And everything's still new here. You talked about, you know, you have to figure out the offense and you're going through the whole process. But when you were looking at this team, they have the number two pick. They have a lot of cap space. They have a lot of potential moving forward. How do you view the quarterback position for this team and how important it is in time to, to really lock down that position? Right. We, we understand. We have one quarterback here on our roster, and we have to add more at that position. And we know everybody gets excited about the quarterback. The quarterback is one piece to a team, as I've seen in San Francisco. Right, what happens when you don't have that one guy? Is the season over? Are you just booking it? And No. How do you build around – Right, build around that quarterback. Yes, we want a great quarterback, but no, we need a great offensive line to protect the quarterback. We need great running backs, great tight ends, great receivers. We need a great defense, special teams. We all play together, and that's the awesome part about football is it's not on one guy's shoulder to go out there and win the game for us. So it's all about building around right, each other right, and playing together. That's how we'll win games. Hey, D'Amico, um, Kim Davis from Chalk Talk. Welcome back to Houston. I have a two-part question. One, you talked about your mom. I want you to talk about your wife and your kids because I know family is very important. And then if you will, talk about, if, without talking about who, what kind of staff you're looking to put together, what kind of people you're looking for. Um, my wife, Jamila, is here. <laughs> so thankful for you. My wife, she's a rock star. She can't <laughs> <she laughs> She's the rock star of the family. She's the one who really should be up here because <laughs> uh, she's, uh, she's been uh, outstanding, right? Again, when I talk about sacrifices, I know, you know, for her, sacrificing is her career and everything to work and to lead our family. But she has such a big heart. Right? My wife is, she's willing to help any and everyone. Right? She has a huge heart, and I love her dearly. For she's always about somebody else, or she forgets herself at times. So I have to tell her, but she is uh, she has an awesome heart to help others, and it's just a beautiful spirit, uh, God fearing, and I just I love her dearly. And the three beautiful kids, MJ, Zia, and Micah, they are a beautiful. Uh, we just have a beautiful family, and I just love them so much. Athletic family as well. <laughs> See. MJ and Micah, they're ready to be Texans as well. ZM, a little gymnast, she's ready to roll. So I love my family. I couldn't do this without them and their support, right? They are, they are my rock, and I love them dearly. We'll have to have a futures contract on these two. <laughs> yeah, let's down get them signed Nick, up. Can we work that out? <laughs> Make them talk about the staff after that? <laughs> uh, the staff. Oh, the staff, right? Like the type, of, the type of coaches that we're looking for, all right, of course, we want a very a diverse right coaching staff, and that's not only diversity and rate, but diversity and experience. Right? We want experienced coaches, some coaches, and not so much experience. Right? We want coaches who are great teachers. That's the one thing we're looking for. Most importantly, is great teachers. We want guys who are positive, bring positive energy. Right? We want guys who can connect with players. Right? If you can connect with players. Right, then you can player you can lead players. But if you can't connect, there is no way you can coach those guys. So we want we want guys who are bringing energy, right, doing it in a fun way. Guys who are truly committed to working together, 
as well. No egos allowed. No energy vampires allowed. We want a positive culture. We're going to work together, right, to make sure we're giving the players everything they need. And with that being said, you want a diverse staff because players learn differently, right? So we want to be able to present things in a different way to different players to make sure when they step on the field Sunday, they're clear minds. They're not thinking. They're playing as fast as possible. D'Amico, Sean Bajani, Sports Radio 610. Uh, A number of you have said, and you multiple times tonight, that this was a dream job. And Cal and Nick said after the first meeting with you how fired up they were and ready to bring you in. When you look at everything that this organization's kind of gone through over the course of the last three years, what solidified the decision for you that told you this is the place I want to start my head coaching career? Yeah, when, I, when I look at this organization and all of the, the great men who come before me to lead right, this organization, all of the great head coaches who have been here, right, it's, it's an honor just to follow those men. Right, a lot of great men, and what I, when I look at this this job and this opportunity, right, I look at it as how are we going to move forward, right? What do the young players that we have? That's what it's about, right? The the draft capital we have, we're excited about that. We're excited to get our give our fans something to be excited about to fill the stadium up. But we know we have a lot of work to do, and we're excited now. But we have to win, right? And that's we want to build the right staff. We want to get the right players. So we can go out and win and compete. That's when the excitement continues, and that's what we want to bring here. Cody Davis, SI. Um, Nick, since you've been here, you've talked a lot about building a franchise that can sustain success. Um, you referenced the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers several times. With this hiring of D'Amico, do you feel like you finally have an opportunity to start laying the groundwork to building a franchise that could be successful? Yeah, I think – Anytime you look at any organization, you kind of have to look at its own entity, our own entity, and there's been a lot of work that we've put in over the last few years. And quite frankly, there's been some things that maybe haven't gone as the way that we would have hoped. But you know, we're excited about the opportunity in front of us. You got to start somewhere. You got to push your feet on the ground somewhere. And here's where we are today. So we got our feet on the ground. D'Amico's feet are on the ground. Our feet are on the ground. We can't wait to get started. We got a lot of work in front of us. But if we get the right people with the right process in place and then build it day by day, okay, week by week, month by month by month. That's how you build sustainable success. It doesn't happen overnight. I know everybody kind of sometimes gets caught up in the kind of quick fix. You got to have purposeful intent action and do it consistently day after day. And honestly, it's about doing simple things better, right? If you do simple well, okay, it's like we've talked about um, offensively, like philosophically. D'Amico's talked about it's simple, but you create the illusion of complexity, right? So do something really well, kind of create the illusion of complexity, whether it's your formation in a certain way, your motion in a certain way, you cause a defender's eyes to go a certain way. Like, figure out those things that we can do and the simple things and make sure our players understand that. And if you do it consistently over time, that's how you're going to build something that you can actually move forward with and have sustainable success. So it doesn't happen overnight. We've been fortunate to be a part of really good programs, whether it was coaching or playing or in my role. We kind of know what good football looks like. We got to make it Houston Texan football. What does good football look like for the Houston Texans? I think we philosophically believe in a lot of the same things. So we got to kind of have to put our imprint on it as we go. And I think that's what excites us the most. I mean, really, since he took the job, like we haven't stopped talking, whether it's about staff, whether it's about the players, about what we're going to do. But it's about work, 
and it's about action. It's not going to be about words. Like, this is great. Like, we're talking a lot here, but once this is over, I know Omar said we're going to have many opportunities to be available. That may or may not be true, but <laughs> it's going to be about work, and it's going to be our action in this building, what we do to prepare ourselves to go out there on Sundays against whoever we're playing and say, damn, like, we're playing the Texans. So we're not, you know, we got a long way to go before we get to that point, but that's the goal. And that's how you build something over the course of time and make it about our program, not necessarily somebody else's program. D'Amico, watching you uh, on the sideline as defensive coordinator, we see the passion come through. I don't know if there's a defensive coordinator anywhere that has had more fun calling plays. Uh, <laughs> I love the, watching the reaction on the sideline. Uh, if you will, in fact, continue to call plays, there have been coordinators in the past become home head coaches and continue to call plays either offense or defensively. And then some of the head coaching duties sometimes get a little mired down in the mud during the game. Uh, how do you plan on handling that uh, if you are calling the plays uh, as defensive coordinator and also stay on top of stuff uh, as head coach? Right. Uh we're going through that with the, with the call and plays uh, and to get an excitement excitement on the sideline. That's just that's me. That's who I am. That's who I was as a player. Just naturally, like when you see guys work so hard throughout the week to within those sixty plays you may get to for a guy to make that one play, that one interception, or that one tackle for loss, one sack. We're gonna be fired up about it because I know how hard. I know the hard work, and I know how hard it is to make those plays. So, yeah, I'm excited for my players because I know the work that they put in. When it comes to the calling plays, we're still working through that, uh, whether I'll call plays or not, haven't made that decision yet. Cole Thompson, Sports Map Radio right here. Uh, D'Amico, you worked with several players, Nick brought this up, that were homegrown internally with the building and were able to get them to establish cultures. Guys like Trey Greenlaw, Fred Warner, Aziz, Demandre, uh, Hafunga, players who ended up becoming all pros. Was part of the selling point for you to come back here was there was a young culture of players defensively like Derek, like Christian, like Jalen, like Thomas Booker, but even players like Jonathan Grenard who could be here for the long run that you could establish a culture with? For sure. That, that's what excites me the most is being able to work with young guys and young guys who are talented. Stingley has outstanding talent, scouted him uh, the last year. And I know the talent that he has, know the competitor that he is, right? Going to put him in position to make a lot of plays for us, right? Put him in a position where he can excel and showcase his talents, right? St. Jalen Petrie, loved him coming out of Baylor, loved the blitzing, loved the just the play speed of Petrie and just to see him come out this past year and the way five interceptions, the way he attacked the ball, man, Jalen, we got to continue to do that, right? We got to continue to take the ball away. Christian linebacker, fast, right? Physical linebacker. Those are the type of players, right? We can build around. So that does excite me when you have the, the young talent that we have here that does excite me. And I, I'm most, in, I'm most encouraged by seeing a player, Right, whether it's a Fred Warner, Trey Greenlaw, guys I work with, who when people say, ah, they, they're not that good, right? They're not good enough. That excites me the most, right? Because I, I know, right, what it takes. It just takes time, right? It takes belief, right? It takes pouring everything you have into a young man like a Fred Warner, who a third round pick, no one thought he could play middle linebacker, but I saw something in him. I saw a leader, 
I saw a guy who loved football, and I saw a guy who truly just allowed me to coach him, right? And I coach him hard. Sometimes I, it's a fine line of how I coach him hard. I love him hard, right, just going back and forth. And now to say that he's the best linebacker in the NFL, right, I pride myself in that. But not only that, to see he's a, he's a young man who's married, right, has a beautiful wife, right, and he's – doing the things the right way off of the field. Those are the things that excite me about working with young men. I get an opportunity to mold and help them with things that they can take farther along than when, we, when they're done playing. We don't know how long our playing careers are, but, man, if I, can implement, when I, if I can implement something into that young man's life or say something to him, give him a word that he can take after he's done playing, that's what excites me the most. It's funny, that answer probably works for the question that I'm about to ask. But, but obviously you were a successful player and you've had some success, some success as a coach uh, so far. But what, since you've been a coach, have you learned about the jobs that y'all do up there on the stage right now, about the front office and player evaluation and talent evaluation? You obviously know football. But what have you learned about all of that since you've been a coach? And what's some of your takeaways? Um. What I've learned about this part of it, the the head coach, the what I've learned the most about it, being with it's all about collaboration. Right? And that's what I learned the most, and that's what excites me to be here working with Nick and being able to truly be aligned and build a team together. Right? When we're when we're scouting players, right, it's the scouts looking at a player, it's coaches looking at a player, everybody having their opinion, but we all can come to an agreement. If it works for us or not, it's okay. But everybody has a voice, and everybody will be heard when we talk about players, right? When I think about this position here and I think about building a team, right, it's uh, it's me being in the draft room for the for my first year as a defensive coordinator, right? And I'm looking there, and I'm a former linebacker, and, man, I want to get some backers. I want to get – this is my first draft. I want to draft some linebackers. And – you know, we're at a point in the draft, sixth round, where we're there, and there are like two linebackers there on the draft board for us. And I'm, I'm like, ah, I really want a linebacker, but I also know, right, that do we is this the right thing for our team, right? So we look at a highlight tape. It's popped this running back up, and it's Elijah Mitchell, right? They pop his highlight tape up, and we're, I'm watching him, and I'm like, wow, man, this dude is fast. This dude can help us. I know I want the linebacker selfishly, but I see a running back who can truly help our team. And so I say, Kyle, let's take the running back. Right? And that's what I've learned about being in this position. It's not about egos. It's not about being selfish. It's about doing the right things for the team. And we do the right things for the team. That's how you build a successful, or successful program. Amen. <laughs> Uh, Jerome Solomon from Houston Chronicle over here, Miko. Um, I'm sure you got a thousand messages from people after you take the job. Is there any one person or one word you got that touched you the most? And then secondly, since you're wrapping this up, are you going to go ahead and predict the Super Bowl for us? So, like, you can no. Oh, it's, you know, it, to answer your question, man, it's been – Man, an outpouring of support from so many people, right? So many people have reached out. I'm just thankful for man, so my fifth ward uh, family being here. It's just it's so many 
former former teammates. It's it's not one that sticks out, right? The the one the theme is everybody is just they're so they're so proud of me, right? And for me to be in a position to make others proud, like that means that means the world to me. Like to make others feel proud. And that's that's the the recurring theme of all the messages that I've I've gotten. And you know, I just correlate to what do we want to do here, you know, for our team. Like we just want to make the city of Houston proud. Like and that's what makes it special, right? That's everything about it, right? We we know the our fans here are hungry, right, for a winner, right? And they deserve a winner. So those same messages that I've gotten tell people telling me how proud they are of me, like I wanna, you know, reflect that in our team. And I want to instill that in our guys of how we go out there and play, how we practice, how we prepare. Man, we're preparing to make the city of H-Town proud, right? And we do that by going out, being our best every single day and winning, right? And that's that's been the best message I've gotten is everybody being proud. That was the we're back live at NRG, and that was uh, the press conference um, of the new head coach, D'Amico Ryan's, and uh, we are looking for him to join us coming up soon. Uh, he should be making his way down or up here, and he will join the drive coming up here in a couple of minutes, uh, Clint. But there was a lot there. Uh, you heard from the owner and chairman, Cal McNair. We also heard from Nick Casario, the general manager, and obviously. D'Amico Ryan's any uh, any uh, any early takeaways from what they had to say, Clint? I, I thought it was I thought it was beautiful, man. You talk about winning a press conference. It's it's uh, and, and he did every bit of that. Yeah, look, I, I I loved you know the 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 old quarterback in me loves the the we're gonna get we're gonna put guys in position to make plays. You know, talk specifically about Derek Stingley. Uh, talk talked about the the team, but but also talk specifically about Derek Stingley about his skill set and and putting him in position. Uh, to make plays and and I think as you know when that's the mindset of of the guy that's running the show I, I I just think it's I think it's so powerful man from from a from a football perspective and then you know you you talk about I think I think Cal and and Nick and D'Amico I think they all kind of echoed the the whole this is my dream job and the way that that all went down I just that that is going to resonate throughout this fan base man people 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 love somebody who wants to be here especially in in how it's been around here lately and and, and what and what the feel of people have had about the Texans he wants yeah. to be here said at the end of his first interview I want this to be this is my dream job let's make it happen well and, and I think the, the biggest thing is is you believe it right well, I mean that's that's the thing uh, uh, to me. And look, I hadn't lived in many places in the country, but I think one thing here is is boy, it's hard to be a fraud, man. It's it's hard to to not be real and pull things like that off. And and I just think that you know the the as a whole, the overall thirty thousand foot view of of what he just did was was very natural, very genuine, very sincere. And and I and again, I just think I think it plays anywhere in the NFL. Uh, I, I think it's a requirement. Uh, in 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 every in every locker room in the NFL, but when we're social media tonight, <laughs> all right, um, all right, let's get out of here. Hell, I, I've got to believe we we I've got to believe we got to be close to a break. We got to pay uh, some bills. No, 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 man, we're good. We're good. We're cruising. <laughs> 
Oh, we're rolling. We're rolling. Yeah, we're gonna yeah, kick yeah, a little, yeah. We'll kick a little five o'clock fire. Let's do it then. Well, let's turn do, the music up, let's Tyler. Let's do a little five o'clock fire then. <laughs> T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.